This is Central Indiana Today with your host, Nicole Kendall, on WYRZ. Good evening and welcome to Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Nicole Kendall here tonight. Thanks for joining us. We have Tammy Jessup with us tonight. She is an Avon resident and the executive director of Mental Health America of Hendricks County. Hi, Tammy. Welcome. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to see you. And we're going to chat today about the mission of Mental Health America of Hendricks County and uh, some events you have going on and the great programs you offer our community. How does that sound? That sounds great. Great. Well, I know that your causes to uh to cover very uh a lot of different ways that mental health can affect our community you offer so many different programs but tell us your mission let's expand on that okay our mission is basically to promote promote mental wellness in our community so we do that both by serving people who have some kind of mental health conditions as well as by providing services to people to hopefully prevent mental health conditions. Very good. Now, you're part of a national association? We are. There's a National Mental Health America, and we are an affiliate of of that. And I understand in Hendricks County, you've been here for 65 years. And now you personally, obviously, (laughs) have not been, but the organization has. So tell us a little bit about how the organization has evolved, how it's changed throughout those 65 years in Hendricks County. Okay, well, not that we're not still a small organization, but it was quite small for a long time and provided some basic services. There's a a gift lift program, which I can expand on in a little bit, and referrals and some education programs. And so now we do, uh, we've expanded on all of that. We do, we serve about four to 6,000 school children a year in elementary school age children in our programs we have a puppet program called kids on the block that is a best practices program right and we offer and then we offer education programs as well with stories and videos and that yeah and we're going to talk about each individual program but what about the overall stigma of mental health as an association how have you seen that uh, change over the years with the public as far as when they actually reach out to receive help? How has that changed in our society and within what, what you've seen at your organization? Well, thank you for asking that because that's very important to us. We have seen um, some improvement. And what I will say is that when I was growing up, we didn't discuss uh, child abuse or domestic violence or breast cancer, or prostate cancer. Right. Those were not very discussed. Private, right? Very private. Once people started having open conversations about them, things improved so much in terms of prevention and education and better treatment options. With mental health, we feel we're on the cusp of that because what we know right now is that from the time a person first experiences mental health symptoms until the time they seek treatment is 10 years. The average is 10 years. 10 years. It's awful. People don't let other illnesses go like that. Well, and you're suffering. They're suffering. For a long time. And that's just not necessary. Right, Tammy? There are resources. There are resources to help. So I'm I'm glad we address that because there may be people listening right now or maybe a loved one of theirs uh, who is suffering and they know they're struggling, but they don't want to reach out for help. And that's where you come into play. It right. is, and there, the, one in four people will have a mental health condition in their lifetime. So, it's, you know, I think to myself, how can there be a stigma when it's one in four people? We all know it's very people. Common. It's very common. People just need to talk about it so that it's okay, and it's okay to talk about. It, it's okay to get treatment. 
it's okay if you notice someone that you think is struggling to ask them about it and to talk to them about it because you may be saving their life Absolutely. by intervening, by letting them know someone cares, and then by encouraging them to get help. You can really create a major change. That's absolutely yes. right. Now, when we talk about the, we've talked about the mission of what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to improve mental health in our county, but you do not offer therapy. Let's get that out in the open right away, because some people think that you are a therapy service. You offer counseling, but instead you offer referrals. Let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, we do not have psychiatrists or therapists or anyone like that on staff. We have an extensive referral list, and it is available on our website, which is MHA, I'll slow down, MHAHC.com. You can call our office, and we can email it to you or make a hard copy and send it to you. And on that list, not only are there the names, addresses, phone numbers of different places, but we also try to get the information about what services they offer. Do they offer Mm -hmm. marriage counseling? Do they offer substance use disorder counseling? Do they offer counseling for depression, anxiety? Whatever their specialties are, we try to have that on the list, as well as what payments they accept, which in this day and age, it's kind of hard to keep up with, with all the insurance changes every year. But we encourage places to notify us if they have any changes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. People can then sort through that and find what's appropriate for them. Right. And you offer some internal programs as well. Many of them are free. Not all of them are, but the ones that are not free are at a pretty low cost, as we talked a little bit before we came on the air here. Um, But there are several uh, opportunities for free assistance. Now, let's talk about uh, some of those right now. The um, your mental health support group. Talking about stigma, when you know you're not alone and you have help, that can be very powerful, right? Tell us about that. Yes, we offer a support group on Thursday evenings at 6.30 at our office, and I actually facilitate that group. It is not a therapy group, because I'm not a therapist. It's not a classroom-type education group. What it is is a peer-to-peer, conversational non-structured support group so that's not right for everyone and if someone comes and they are needing more structure I can refer them and get them to a different group but it is exactly to be around other people who are going through the same struggles people can kind of compare notes sometimes the conversation is just around something good that happened that week or something not good that happened but it is to encourage those conversations and that support of each other. It is to encourage them to get out because sometimes it's really hard to just get out of your house when you're very depressed. That's right. So it is an opportunity for all of that. Yeah, it's good to be out with other people. It's it, you, feel, you don't feel alone in the struggle when you have others that are struggling as well. So that uh, that's a very positive thing that you offer. And that yes. is free. It right? is free, absolutely. Now, you also offer a youth mental health first aid class. What's that about? That is an eight-hour class, and it can be a full eight-hour day or broken down into a couple of four-hour days. But it is offered, a couple of our board members actually are trained to do it, as well as a community volunteer here in Brownsburg. And it is to help adults who work with youth. It is not a class for youth, but it's adults who work with youth to be able to learn to recognize if someone may be having some kind of mental health condition that they need to be looking at. Isn't that important? I mean, we've seen so many tragedies of young people making poor decisions, maybe because they have not received the help that they really needed. So that's that's great. That's right, because suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 24-year-olds in this country. That's terrible. Second leading cause. And so we want to do things about that. And 
certainly we would love to see no suicides at all. But sometimes even you know, with treatment and with everything a family can do, sometimes it still happens. But at least there is an opportunity if people are trained to recognize and trained on how to talk to someone. And that's we also have a, a suicide prevention class called Question, Persuade, Refer. And it is not just for working with youth, it's youth, it's for working with anyone. But okay. again, to train people very specific signs they can look for and exactly how to talk to someone. If you think someone is suicidal, how do you talk to them? There used to be the thought that if you brought it up, it would put the idea in their mind. They have studied that and studied that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. So talking to them about it and and trying to help them them. that relief and then trying to get them to help yeah and speaking of suicide we're going to go back and talk about the children's aspect of other help you offer to kids and and families but since you have brought up the suicide topic um you also you have a hotline you brought me a magnet today that we can put up here at the radio station but um you do have a hotline would you please share that with us if people who are listening uh have questions they need to have some help uh, with certain individuals maybe them themselves there's uh there's some help there if you don't mind to share that information of course this is the national suicide prevention hotline and it is 1-800-273-TALK which is 1-800-273-8255 and that's 24 hours a day every day that can be called anytime there's also a, a chat line, and I didn't bring that number with me. It's okay. Uh, but I can contact our office to access that. So a lot of times, with, especially with, with younger people, um, they're more comfortable having the chat instead of the, the phone conversation, so they can okay. do that as well. Well, and we're going to give your contact information at the end of the program. Yes. I always wrap up with that, so we'll be sure if anyone has questions about anything we've talked about tonight, they'll be able to reach out to you directly. Yes. Um, I do have a question about that, though. What can someone expect if they call that number? Like what? What kind of conversation will that have? What will that look like? The of the suicide yeah. hotline number. Uh, a trained person will answer the call and be able to talk them through, sort of finding out how in crisis they are. Is it a matter of you need to, if they already have a therapist, you maybe you need to contact your therapist tomorrow, just or maybe it's a very serious crisis and they need to talk to them about going to a hospital okay so then they are trying to kind of make those decisions a little bit but but keeping the person talking until they can either get, get them to a out safe of place. the crisis point sure. get them to a safe place or get them the help that they well, need so outside help that's very good thank you for sharing that you know it's a sensitive subject people don't yes. like to talk about this yes. but people won't call if they don't know what to expect when they call Right. And so they might feel like, oh, gosh, I really need help. But I don't, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It might, you know, they, they're afraid of that. Sometimes right. when you fear something, you don't take action. Uh, and we don't want that to happen. We want people to feel like there's help out there. And it's not as scary as it sounds, right? That there's there's legitimate help that people can reach out and, and be helped. So thank you for sharing exactly. that information. Now, we were talking a little bit earlier about children and some of the programs that you have that can help them. You do have a, a program called Our Child, Our Divorce, more of a family program. Tell us about that. That is a program that is ordered by the judges in Hendricks County for people going through divorce who have a child 18 or younger. Not all of them order it, but a lot of them do. And it there is a cost for the program, but it is a, a one-time, three-and-a-half-hour class. The spouses cannot come to the same class. Children do not come. And it is all about teaching the parent how to help their child move through the 
period of time of the sure. divorce. And co-parent, and, and right? Co- and co-parent, exactly. And how to not let the child end up using the divorce as an excuse for not succeeding in something, but to, to give them the support they need, but also to give them the expectations of discipline and life is still going on and we're still a family right. and we're going to respond in this way. And the co-parenting, very important. But you know, also teaching those parents that even if your spouse is not doing the right thing, more important than ever that you do. You know, mm-hmm. it's the child needs that example and that consistency and, and all stability. that. So the class is all about right? that. Yes. Yeah, sure. Children need to see some stability in life, and this helps keep that as best as you can, right? Yes, as much as yes. you can help as, as you can here. That sounds like a great program. Now, you also offer Kids on the Block, an educational puppet program. That sounds like a lot of fun for kids in the community. How do children take part in that? And what are they what are they taught during these puppet shows? Okay, well, it is a lot of fun. The, the puppets are about, I don't know, three feet tall. Um, they're child size. They're, they are child size almost, <laughs> yes. They are part of a national program, Kids on the Block, that writes very specific puppet plays on different topics okay. so that it is best practices so that children get the same information every time a different group sees the program and then right. there's conversation afterwards. So we have programs on bullying, on prescription drug misuse, on um, substance abuse, tobacco, moods, organization. Poor life uh, autism, choices. Right? All kinds of things. Exactly. Things that, Drugs and alcohol and things that kids should avoid. Exactly. Maybe if they learn some skills when they're in elementary school, which is mm-hmm. when these programs are offered, sure. then as they face these things growing up, they will have some coping skills in place. Right. And we have parents and teachers and administrators, people who listen to this program. If there's a school that would like to have you come out, is there a charge for that? Not at all. We, okay. we that is a completely free program, and we serve between four and six thousand kids a year in that's this program. Great. Mostly in schools, some in church programs or lunch bunch programs or library programs in the summer. That kind of very thing. good, but mostly in schools. Okay, so they'll all they have to do is reach out to you and get that scheduled. Absolutely, that sounds Love like a great yes. a great program. The yes. more positive things we can put in the schools, the better. Uh, you just don't hear enough good things, and that's a good yes. thing you have going on. So I thank you for your service for the children in our community to offer that to them. Thank you. Now, we're going to go back to talk about uh, a few more adult, uh, I say adult-related um, programs, the Choice Pantry. And I also want to touch on West Side Widowed. We'll talk about the Choice Pantry first. Now, how can people uh, take part in that? Okay, well, first of all, this is a new program for us. We just started in November and December when we were asking for donations for our Gift Lift program. Um, asking for donations for this pantry. So we don't have refrigeration, but we have basic foods of canned and boxed kinds of foods. But we also have personal hygiene items. We also have cleaning products. Okay. Because when people are on the SNAP program, which is formerly the food stamp program, Mm -hmm. it is a program of the Department of Agriculture. So they can only buy food. They can buy junk food. They can buy whatever they want, but it's food. They cannot buy anything else. Not soap, not deodorant, not diapers, not um, shampoo, anything like that. Lifetime necessities. Exactly. So we wanted to make our pantry so that it had all of those things as well. Okay. So it is stocked and basically only requires a referral from uh, some kind of social service provider that sure. the person has some kind of mental health condition because there's there are other pantries out there for others, but 
and again, one in four people have a mental health condition. So it, right. there's a lot of people that can be involved in that. Then they need to call to make an appointment just to make sure that one of us are there because especially I am in and out a lot and there's only a, one other person in the office. Sure. We try to make the appointment immediately. I mean, if we're there, we're going to say, come on over. Yeah, if right there's away. a need, you're going to try to fill it. Exactly. Okay, that's so. good to know. And I also want to mention while we're on the air today, because I know this is such a, it's, it's a sad time when you lose a spouse. And yes. when you offer a great program like Westside Widowed, it helps people cope with the rest of their life without their spouse. Let's talk about that program and when they meet and how people can be involved in that. Okay, it is a a mutual support program for people who have been widowed. They have a business type meeting the first Sunday of every month at three o'clock in the afternoon at Avon United Methodist Church. During those meetings, they have a speaker. I have gone to speak to them about what we do. They have had just a big variety. They're really good at at finding different people. They've had gardening and they've had people that have done projects on, on talking to World War II veterans. Oh, They've very had, interesting. Exactly. They have tax, but you know, whatever might be of interest to, to them. They, so they have this business meeting. And then at least once a week, they have a social time going out to eat somewhere. Getting out of the house, making the house. and keeping friends, right? All exactly. important aspects when you're struggling with any type of grief, but especially with a spouse. So that's nice that you exactly. offer that as well. Yes. And we do, because the schedule changes in terms of all the social things that they do. They do a newsletter three times a year that covers four months. And we have those available in our office. So if anyone is interested in any of the activities, we can connect them with the the people in charge of the okay. widowed program, or we can just give them a copy of the newsletter as well. That's great. Well, I'm so glad to have you here today as we talk about your services and your programs. And like we mentioned a little bit earlier in the program, most of these services are free. Now, some of them are not. I know we talked about there's a charge for um, the suicide prevention program, uh, as well as the uh, divorce program. You have to pay a small fee for that, but a very worthy cause. I'm glad you're here today to talk about the different ways that we've talked about a lot of subjects here, but the many different areas you focus on to help us with mental health, because uh, as we see more with tragedy, it just seems to be a growing, growing problem that's not addressed enough. So I appreciate your your words here today on the program. Now, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the air, we're going to talk about how uh, some of your programs have expanded. You've had some growth lately. We want to talk about that and we'll give your contact information. So stay tuned. We'll be back on the air with Tammy Jessup of Mental Health America of Hendricks County in just a few moments. The new Plainfield UPS is now hiring part-time package handlers for three different shifts, morning, evening, and late night. A weekly retention bonus, pension, benefits, and college tuition reimbursements are available for part-time UPS employees. More information on available positions, online applications, and scheduling an interview can be found at www.upsjobs.com. We are back on Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Nicole Kendall here tonight with Tammy Jessup, the Executive Director of Mental Health America of Hendricks County. As, as we're coming back on the air, we're going to talk about uh, how they've expanded their gift lift program and also talk about individual advocacy as we're wrapping up tonight's show. Tammy, let's talk a little about, bit about uh, the gift lift program, how that's expanded. Okay, this is a program that has been associated with Mental Health America and we were previously known as Mental Health Association for as long as anyone remembers, basically. Uh, Ours is a two-pronged program. Part of it is that we get 
wish list from the folks that live at Cypress Manor out in Danville and from some of the um, Cummins Behavioral Health consumers who maybe don't have other people buying for them and that. And then also if any Hendricks County residents are in, are residing in state psychiatric hospitals, which okay. some years we have people, some years we don't. This past year we had one person. So we do wish lists for them in St. Malachy here in Brownsburg, takes care of those lists for us, and they're just awesome and it's wonderful. Yeah. Then the other part of that is to serve people in long-term care in nursing homes throughout the county. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, and this year we, we had been serving about three or 400. This year we served somewhere between 800 and 1,000 people. We really expanded the people we were offering to. They each get two gifts. In the past, we've had some blankets, donated lap blankets, right. and spread those out as best we could. But we know that people in nursing homes are usually cold, and we really sure. wanted each of them to have a blanket. Yeah, and so, they would love to have gifts and visitors, and sometimes they, they don't have that. They don't have a lot of family, or they don't receive gifts, so that's a wonderful thing that you're doing for them. Absolutely, and their gifts come in a bag that is decorated by by school kids sometimes oh, high school kids nice. sometimes elementary kids but they decorate the bags then we have preschool kids who make ornaments to put in the bag okay. so they get those things as well as their gifts but this year we um had sponsorship for this through hendrix regional health and we were able to buy a bunch of fleece and have people throughout the county who were tying fleece blankets for us or buying blankets when they nice. saw them on sale or whatever yeah. we were able to give everybody a blanket so we were just really happy that well, we were able to Well, that's very good. Do that. That's something so, yeah. to feel great about. So yeah. I'm glad to hear you've done that. Now, you also, we, we talked a little bit before we were on the air about individual advocacy and how important that is and that you offer that at Mental Health America of Hendricks County. Tell us what that's about. Okay, that is not advocacy like public pop policy advocacy. Right. It is for a person with a mental health condition who is having some kind of issue with really any kind of agency or maybe they just need to go see an attorney about something maybe they're having trouble with their therapist maybe they're um having trouble with the snap office or whatever it is maybe they need to go to court for some reason we are available to help them with that either through making phone calls or emails or whatever if there's some way to resolve just by intervening in that manner or going with them. I have gone with people to attorney's offices and to counseling sessions and to just various things to just kind of help them smooth out the rough edges of whatever's going on. Nice to know you offer that as well. Now, as we wrap up tonight's interview, let's talk a little bit about how others can get involved and volunteer with your organization. I'm sure there's lots of opportunities to donate and to help. Absolutely. We are not a government agency, so we do appreciate donations and we do have fundraisers when I wanted to touch on our big one in just a moment. But sure. uh, making blankets is huge for us right now. People uh, can tie blankets or sew blankets. We've had people crochet blankets. If you see them in the store, just the, the little blankets like that you put on right. your couch or whatever, uh, we appreciate any donations of blankets because we, again, want to do every year. We want to give all the people blankets. We have other opportunities through the Gift Lift program. We have a, a, just a list of things, but socks and shampoo or, or body wash, calendars for the next year, anything like that. So any of those kind of donations. Okay. Any donations for our choice pantry. Then in terms of volunteering, we have 
some office work that that can be done. We have we are always in need of puppeteers for the kids on the block puppet program. That would be a fun way to give back. Sure, it's so much fun. I've done some of them when we when she didn't have a puppeteer available, and they are truly the kids are delightful. The questions they ask, everything it's just <laughs> a sure lot of fun. fun. Um, we are in need of people for our board of directors, so we would be interested in talking with people about that. Okay. Landscaping outside the building, it, just you know, a lot of different things that people could do that that would be of great help to us. Also, did want to mention we have our big fundraiser every September. It's called Laughing for the Health of It. Mm-hmm. It is a comedy show. We have the um, owner of Morty's secures three comedians for us every year. So we, it's comedy show, dinner, auction, some games and photo booth and just different fun things to do and we definitely appreciate support of that in terms of sponsorships donations for the silent auction or people just buying tickets and coming out to the show because we it's a lot of fun okay it sounds like it is so for more information if you'd like to contact tammy and the mental health america of Hendricks county you can do so by uh let's talk about your website and your facebook your phone number any contact information tammy let's tell our listeners about that okay our website is mhahc.com uh, then we do have a Facebook page as well that's just under the same we, our phone number is 317-272-0027 and then my email address is director at mhahc.com Okay, Tammy, thank you so much for being here tonight. And if you're listening this evening and you know you could use some mental health, you know of someone who could use some resources that this organization offers, feel free to please reach out to Tammy for help and contact her at the information we just gave. Thanks so much, Tammy, for being a part of Central Indiana today on WIRZ. Thanks, Nicole. I appreciate the time. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Nicole Kendall, on WYRZ.